<laughs> I was going to ask if you think that be, with like this influx of possibilities, do you think like a weird like paradox is happening where like less less respect is given to the artists because they become more like a dime a dozen and more disposable and with certain with certain uh institutions yeah or 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 or, or certain you know people within those institutions absolutely you know um um because it's the flavor of the month type of thing Mm -hmm. or 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 the flavor of the year to an extreme almost like that was something that was always kind of around but it's like so extreme at this point. There's so little patience yeah. for anything. Like, well, I mean, the, the, the thing, the thing that happens with me, which mean you've talked about numerous times before, that bothers me is that there's no idea of long-term growth and relationship built, you know, a, a, anymore. Or if, yeah, anymore. I guess. I mean, because I have it with, with, you know. With, with somebody I work with and that and and that's great and 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 those have been that's become like my place you know now and and, yeah. I, and I feel a, a total fucking respect there I feel I feel a total um um uh, uh just this this uh like an yeah, understanding just, yeah, an understanding a respect and 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 and, and a uh, uh a loyalty a loyalty you know loyalty, a loyalty. Yeah. and and that's something that's just lost and and you know to be to be a real artist man is uh or a creator is about growth and it's about change and it's about and it's about nourishing these relationships and building this thing together and that and and Mm -hmm. that's something that's just i feel lost you know and it's not it's 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 not really there unless you're like a pace or a fucking Gagosian or or and granted that's a world that i don't really know you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but it seems like at least you know I mean, granted, they're dealing with artists that are selling million-dollar paintings. Sure, yeah. They're not worried about, like, if they're going to sell it, they're just like, who, who, which collector are they going to sell it to? Yeah, you know, but it's like, for instance, you get Chuck Close. Chuck Close seems like he's been with Gagosian from the fucking beginning till even now, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that, and it's like like these type of things of of these but from the eyes of like the the gallery like a young gallery not even young but like you know somebody our age who opens up a gallery you know and they uh you know what the the position that they're putting themselves in now like first of all i don't i don't know what drives anybody to open a gallery that to me is like i i understand wanting to yeah to to gather to curate to gather a a feeling and emotions in in like-mindedness but opposites and 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 sort of bringing contrasts together it's like composing a a song or a painting you know you want different contrasts of art and technique and and style but all always kind of leaning towards one thing because if you if you're all over the place as a gallery it's going to be hard to consistently have you know, successful shows because people don't know what to expect. expect yeah, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when people know what to expect, all of a sudden, you know, you can you can really build on your audience. Yeah, I go to this gallery because they focus on minimalism, and that's what they do. Yeah, some, and, and yeah something like yeah. Last Rights, Last Rights Gallery. You know, even though they're not like you know highbrow art, their their work is very consistent of what Absolutely. you know what you can get, and yep. and sticking to that, even though it was kind of a harder thing to to sort of you know be in, included 
in like the gallery or art scene because it is darker and, and weirder. You know, they've never sort of really strayed very far from the darkness, which is, you know, great. And I'm sure it's not always been easy, you know. It's not always been like, oh, you know, you're taking money out of the savings to pay rent again rather yeah, yeah. than selling paintings. But, you know, that sort of, uh, you know, consistency certainly makes it now so that, you know, decades later, because, you know, Paul's been doing this thing for so long. Yeah. You know, you could, um, you could have that loyalty is understood with the artist. Like there is, there becomes that unspoken respect and, and, and loyalty because you know what to expect from the gallerist and the gallerist knows what they're looking for from the artist, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know know if I'm really trying to get to it. You know what? I think it's, I think it's also too, I think it's a very, very fair playing field on both sides because I've seen a lot of artists as well fuck over like these, these galleries that they've had these Mm -hmm. long-term relationships with, you know? And it's like, you know, because they're just looking, because it's a fucking hard life, you know, so it's like, you're, you know, you're looking for opportunities, so you're like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to go show there, and then the other gallery's like, dude, you got a show with me fucking in two yeah. months, like, what are you yeah. doing, you know, like, or, 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 you know, or, or, uh, or, 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 like, I thought we were your fucking gallery, like, you yeah. know, in, 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 in New York, you know, and, and, and now you're going to show with another place or whatever, Is yeah. so, you know, I've well, seen a lot a, of art. It's, it goes hand yeah. in hand, you know. It could too. totally go wrong. It totally goes wrong. And it could go wrong in different ways. Like there are galleries that assume that you're not going to show with another gallery mm-hmm. or you don't bring it up because it's a touch. Yeah, it's a, but it's an unspoken thing where you feel like, okay, you know, we got something going on here. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. But it isn't like, you know, it's not like sleeping around. It's like when you're with somebody in a relationship, you kind of had that unspoken expectation of, of you know um yeah you're gonna you're not gonna step out on me and i'm not gonna step out on you yeah unless you know it's kind of you know already talked about but it with galleries you know not everybody knows the proper etiquette Mm -hmm. you know not everybody's educated in how to to behave with galleries or what what you know the function is and the galleries are not always up front with like i don't want you to show somewhere else because how do you tell that to to an artist whose work that you didn't sell? Like because they need to make money too. Mm-hmm. So, but there is therein lies that idea that you talk, said is is trust and the nur- nurturing and and the time it takes to be able to dedicate yourself that and take that risk and take that gamble. Mm-hmm. You know, is it's kind of rarely a two sided understanding. Like either the artist wants the gallery to to take them on or the gallery wants the artist to be you know exclusive or something you know it's it's a weird relationship galleries yeah, and, yeah. and it's really a difficult one to and i could understand why a lot of galleries are apprehensive about keeping the, their gates open it's like come and show with me let me let me show your work because every artist they take on is a possible you know falling out relationship yeah risk or or, or risk or or or, or or gain or fucking and you know i mean i think the whole thing that it does and that it all comes down to like any any fucking relationship or any type of friendship or whatever well it's a relationship david yes it is uh, is uh is communication you know it's just yeah. communication of being like hey man uh I, you know i really want to work with this uh check out this space 
are you cool with that or whatever you know it's just you know having yeah. having type of fucking having communication and that's yeah. where and that's where we all fail you know i think even it's tough know, and that if i you know if i get a weird vibe off of you and then i'm not yeah. talking to you about a vibe that you're giving me and then yeah me and you just let that shit slide and then we don't talk about it then we got a problem you know yeah i mean i'm like communicating on it. i'm personally i'm 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 on the market yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking to date. I'm looking to date. I'm looking to hook up. Yeah. But I'm also like not ready to hit the singles bars because I'm, like, and I'm talking about galleries. So don't get confused. Yeah. I'm talking about, yeah, not talking about like uh, hooking up. I'm talking about hooking up with a gallery. Like I'm not also ready to 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 be like, hey, you you seeing anybody? You know, yeah. you are you looking? You want to look? Yeah, I got my portfolio. <laughs> you know, because I also don't know like. Uh, it's been so long since I've cold called anybody. Yeah. And to tell you the truth, in my experience of cold calling, I have a 0% success rate. And, you know, granted, I, I have not spent, true though, because you got, well, not you started calling, somewhere. Cold calling. Um, honestly, I have 0%. The, the, my, my, my history or my, or my my track record or my CV, you know, begins all with, yeah, bumping into the right person at the right time and the thing coming together. Yeah. All the times that I've sent out slides, people don't send out slides anymore. <laughs> I know. David, it's fucking 2018. People yeah. email now. <laughs> yeah, I, I, used to send, I used to send via pterodactyl. I would, you know, <laughs> I know. You know, fucking, fucking T Rex gets it along the way. You can't reach the slides. Um, every time I've done that, I've I've gotten rejection letters. Yeah. If any response at all, it's always been rejection. And I've got quite so a few of them. Oh, it's very discouraging. It's very, but it did it did also kind of you know. It's it, it's good practice because when you're ready to, to to bring up the conversation or ask the question, you know, get down on one knee and propose to a place, mm. you've at least got that experience of like, you know, no. knowing what <laughs> questions to ask and knowing oh, yeah, how to yeah. approach, and you know, just having that 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 sort of you know, the speech prepared, yeah, kind of, so to speak. The thing is too is about that though is that it's it's about not allowing that to, I think that stuff is great to get those rejections and and, and that because it it, it 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 allows you to grow and understand and stuff but it but but there's also a place where you know you can't let it harden you either you know like and yeah. and, and, and let it kind of uh embitter you it's yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. To, yeah it's 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 really not meant to embitter it and that was something i was very proud of for a long time is how unbitter i was yeah, like, and okay, that that funny. stopped that i mean now i'm no longer that I am definitely bitter and that probably only happened in the past, you know, I'd say seven, six, seven years. Yeah, I've been more bitter. Do, but, but the bitterness has to do because of the relationship that. Yeah. It's cross. Yeah. You know, but that's like, that's just accumulation of life. You know, you become bitter, but it, there's a turning point too, where like, I don't expect I'm always going to be bitter. I'm just need, I need a new experience. Mm -hmm. Like I need a new drug. Huey Lewis was right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was. <laughs> <laughs> that, that punk rocker. I know what I'm sliding in there. I want a new drug. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah.
Yeah. I'm ready, ready to shed this bitterness because it, it's it's useless. It's really, you know, it doesn't do me any good at all. Well, I think and, anything would hold you back, right? I mean, it kind of keeps certainly. you, like, fucking tied down. But at the same time, like, I'm kind of waiting for the, you know, because the things are, like, I don't want to wait forever, but I'm waiting for things to sort of settle a little bit because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me right now the gallery circuit and the art fair like i don't want to go back into doing art fairs because I fuck art. Uh, it's really just i've had you know, zero fucking percent uh uh uh, uh achievement rate i'll tell you fairs. that's I mean, you've the, done well you've done well actually art fairs was like yeah you've done very 80 percent of my income for 10 years yeah was was art fairs yeah. and and they were very successful, but I really don't like the format and I don't like the, I don't like, you know, I don't like the whole gearing up and going to do it. And it's something, there's something very, you know, like a Cirque du Soleil or like the earring piercing booth at the mall thing. Yeah, to yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. However, when you went about it, I mean, I mean, you went about it in a completely different way where you were doing these huge fucking installations and, and, and uh, uh, I mean, gigantic installations and stuff. And that was, that was amazing. I, you know, you weren't just going to show up for the fucking party of it and, and, and be like, Hey, I got a painting on the wall. You know, you were Both. going for the, yeah, yeah but you I were was going, going for, for the, the actual, too. um, sure, sure. But you were going for the actual work of it and, 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 you know, building a, a sculptural, installation as well as your actual uh paintings no, hanging no it, it definitely gave me opportunity to, to sort of not just flex my muscles but to practice doing larger scale stuff outside of the studio because a lot of the installations i did were like okay i had a plan but i never done it before so let's see what happens and i think some were more successful than others but at least i had to sort of you know practice that mm -hmm. you know i'd like to do that more but not in this art fair i just like there's something so uh, gross i don't know the, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah there's a grossness there's, yeah, there's, there's there are words like gross and tacky yeah. and kitschy and and stuff that i want to want to use but that's not it because you know i don't i don't think they're useless or anything like that or, or stupid no, I, mean, I think like, they're they're amazing great exposure for artists for galleries for all that stuff it's just this it's just a weird world that they are uh, i mean i will say i went to the uh, you know well jesus it was probably three or four years ago at this point but the last time i went to one was scope in new york and that was fun because mm -hmm. i just went in real quick mm -hmm. stopped by the gallery you know the, the, a couple galleries that i knew mm -hmm. and said hello and and and, mm -hmm. and caught up with people i hadn't seen in a really long time and then uh did a you know big walk like did a walk through but it was kind of small and it was quaint and it was nice and it mm -hmm. wasn't it wasn't like the the uh these huge fucking like the you know art basil and stuff where they're just yeah. these massive fucking things of of where it's just like art overload to the max and then just also yeah. just a bunch of you know work that i would see as has purpose but garbage to me like just yeah. I, I don't know like you know it's something very off-putting and there's something also very reassuring about seeing that because if you feel like you don't have a place like who <laughs> yeah, it reminds you i very well yeah, like everybody's got a place yeah yeah fortunately you know most of it is just so i don't know it's so trend driven mm -hmm. that you know it's it, it bends more towards you know it, um like going to H&M or Target rather than, you know, because they carry what people are, you know, echoing. 
it's sort of like the echoing trend. It's like somebody does something interesting and then all of a sudden the echo of like many artists and galleries over the next year are showing the same kind of thing. And then you'll see it again next year. So you get like that flavor. Oh, this is the fade out of this, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything's shiny and silver this year or everything is this this year and everything really is that big, this year. Yeah. And that's what what's her face was doing at the end right at the gallery, like at the art fairs. You know, the, the, I remember the last time I did an art fair with that monster was like <laughs> she insisted that everybody do something white. Yeah, I like, remember this. Remember? And I, I was this. so yeah. I was like, what the, about is she like, painting these paintings? Exactly. I mean, it, this is what happened when the art manager wants to be the singer of the band and wants to like get on stage and wants to, and that's what happened to her, you know, and that's why, you know, they went the direction they went yeah. because you're like, I'm not H and M man. I'm not fucking black. Yeah. the in color fucking this and, month. Or, and guess or, or, what? Neither are you, season. because you, you know, you know, it's like when people are talented in a certain aspect and they're strong and then they use that talent, then you can move forward when they start thinking, Oh, now I can juggle and I could ride a unicycle and I can do all this other stuff too. <laughs> and you're like, actually, no, you can't. You know, let's leave the taste game up to the people yeah, that have taste. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, sure. Yeah. You, you, you just fucking do. Oh, yeah, anyway, I'm starting to get mad. Look at that. But, um, you know what I mean? I love when you can find out. Anyway, I don't, yeah, that, the point was I don't want to go back to the art fairs because of that circus aspect of it. If I want to go somewhere and get fucking wasted and go walk up and down the aisle a few times and see the comfort of your own home yeah just like (laughs) don't fucking walk the catwalk in that garbage it's so it's become so redundant and self-parody you know that it's it's already to me it's exhausted Mm -hmm. you know it's only purpose right now is i think i've said it even before is to to make money for the gallerists the gallerists make money and find new artists and 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 the young artists to have a blast I don't want this to stop by any means. I don't. I don't think. Oh, our fairs should be done and blah blah blah. No, no, fuck no, but, no. I, I think they're extremely important. You know what I mean? It, like it, again, like to get back to what we were saying earlier. I mean, it's extremely important for the artist, for the for the patrons, and for the fucking galleries. You know, because it's it's a way to allow yourself it's a to little, get established. It, you know, it's still a little exclusive of like regular folks, but it's not meant to be a flea market. You know, because it is teetering so close to being a flea market. I think that all it would take is free admission. If there was free admission to art fairs, there would be flea markets. Uh That's, to me, the only thing that's stopping it to being exclusive and snobby is that that they charge so fucking much. If it was free, eh, then it would be like a mall. And, you know, (laughs) fucking art fairs. And they're yeah they're uh yeah that's that's I think my my two cents on that shit. Yeah, yeah. Although if anybody has a booth at the next Art Basel, please take me. <laughs> <laughs> if you pay for the shit, I'll come along for the ride too. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Art yeah, Fair. Yeah, if there's any galleries that are listening, uh, you're actually the one of the good ones we were talking about. Yeah. Ever you are, and my phone number is easy enough to find. Um, uh, yeah. God. Hey, you know, I just want to put out something real quick, uh, just a personal thing for myself yeah. that I wanted to uh, reach out. 
and talk about really quickly um, because I have been getting some emails and I've been I've been responding and writing people back. I only got a couple of them, but and I've been and I have to make another update about it. But um, if anybody got one of my art books, I know it's been a while. I said that they were originally going to be released in December and or at the end of December, and I was originally printing them in the U.S. and I ran into problems with that because the printer that I used in the U.S. to get the first proof copy of the book was absolutely horrendous, and and it wasn't about trying to save money it was actually going to be more expensive getting it printed here but um i really wanted to have that thing of like oh i got my book you know like it, i get to write that it was printed in the usa and all that other stuff and that yeah. and um so if 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 you did see that video that i sent out you can see how terrible the book was that i that i showed in the video um but anyways so the book is currently being printed overseas right now and uh i just talked to the printer uh this week this week and and uh everything's going great and i i'm actually really stoked because by using this new printer i'm able to use uh get all these bells and whistles and extra stuff like the the foil deboss of the of the book cover with mm. the name and all the title and all that stuff so no, it's, it's all worth it be a beautiful beautiful book and um as soon as i get the the, the proof i'm going to send out another update to everybody so and I'm waiting for my free copy still. Yeah. So <laughs> shut up! You got a you know, copy. Need... You bought a copy. <laughs> people need to know also, you know, how much work yeah. that oh. goes into like yeah. with printing a book. That's that's a lot. That's a lot of time and work. So well, it's not the... like you could ju even just learn that it's bad and then okay, switch to the good. You gotta like send it to the printer. They gotta send you the the, the mock. Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth with it. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and and the thing is, realistically, too, the reason why I also wanted to get it printed in the U.S. originally was because the turnaround time was super fast. Where when you get stuff printed overseas, means that it has to come back on a ship and everything else. I, I find it and, hard, uh, too. It's, it's fucking... It, it's frustrating, because I, I try to put... Uh, actually, you know, whenever I do my shopping, for whatever, I do look for things made in the USA, because, you know, I give a fuck about... Of course, you, know, you want to support the where economy you're and, from. And, and I'm, I'm somewhat patriotic and, you yeah. know, it's uh, – I try not to be – you know, I, I believe in a free world market and all that shit. But, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I want to I buy local. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good practice to do. And, uh, but I, it's I, really I mean, it's hard. It's, I, it's hard to find a place to do a good job, do, it, do an, a, an affordable job too. Absolutely. I mean, and that's – I mean that's the big part where where uh, unfortunately a lot of times where when you try to get stuff made in the USA, it turns out to be extremely expensive. So, um, um, uh, but you know as much as uh, as much as I hate what's going on right now with this fucking douchebag, I'm still extremely proud and I love being from where I am. And yeah. That. So uh, of course I want I would love to be able to have my stuff made you know here. But anyways, that's not on unfortunate things. Anyway. Well, where I'm going with this is that just know whenever Davis Spockus does something, there's always a fiasco somehow <laughs> involved in doing what he's doing. It's but true. it eventually gets done. It gets done, and it gets done right. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's because you're very, you know, you put a, take a lot of pride in your work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you should. Yeah. Whew. All right. Um. You want, you want, you, you, yeah. I got, I got, I got a little, I got a little segment. I want to get back to. We revisited in the first or second episode. Are you ready for this? A little, a, a little art history of mystery corner. All right, oh all right, all right. Welcome 
to Art History of Mystery. Mystery, 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 mystery. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, this, this is exciting because if you didn't know about this, it's going to blow your balls off. It's going to fucking blow your hair back. And, uh... And I'm going to have fucking try to read this, so I will obviously edit this to make it probably sound better <laughs> if I'm all fucked up. But anyways, okay. <coughs> la, la, la. No, here we go. Uh, in the Middle Ages, Lapras Lazarus comes alive in the art world. Be- Take two. Take two. <laughs> in the middle, lap dancing. Oh my god! All right. In the Middle Ages, lapis lazuli comes alive. I should have sent this to you and have you read this shit. You want to read this? Screen. Huh? Or the screen. Okay. All right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know you like to read it, but you can take a few turns. Yeah. 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 No. 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 I just because this shit, dude. I I didn't know about this stuff, and it's fucking. It's uh, it's crazy. All right, so I'm gonna share screen, have you read it, and then uh, let me know when you can see yourself. I see a very handsome man. <laughs> there you go. You must be looking at yourself then. All right, so we're gonna switch this over. David's gonna take the lead on this because I can't. Well, I'll get it. So try shit. again. So, um, let me know if you want the font bigger. No, that's fine. In medieval times, lapis. Lazuli, Lazuli, medieval times, lapis lazuli comes alive in the art world, would be known, and would be known in okay. See, I can't. That, 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 that's why I'm fucking you up too because I I didn't write it worth the shit. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in medieval times, lapis lazuli came alive in in the art world, and would be known in the painting world as ultramarine, and in the late Middle Ages would become the most purest blue that anyone has ever seen. It will again show its face in the, in the illuminated, illuminated pages. manuscripts. In the yeah. illuminated uh, manuscripts. Artist Giotto, known as the father of Italian Renaissance, began using it in all his fresco work. Now, at this time, in the eyes of the church, blue was the most sacred of all colors. Blue seemed to be a divine color. And the church at the time greedily sought to control it. How crazy! So pause there. How crazy is that? Tried sought to control blue, hmm? right? So okay, go on, go on. I'm sorry. It's okay. fucking. It's no, it's okay. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it, the church, the church constricted the stones supply and inflated its price. So this lapis lazuli. Yeah, it comes from a stone. Was was a, comes from a stone from yeah. grinding stone. Yeah, from okay. grinding the stone, the, the the blue stone down to uh, to what it was. Because before this time, blue would be in paintings, but it was so muted. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was made from flowers or, or what it was made from. Mm-hmm. But 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 this is before lapis lazuli. Lazuli, lapis lazuli. Yeah, that's interesting. Came and was found right, and that and um. So uh, it was very so. So this was the most like richest, richest, you know, and strongest blue. So the church. I know what it looks like. Oh wow, it's a beautiful stone. Yeah, it's gorgeous, right? Okay. 
So they right, grind so- that shit down to nothing, and then and then and then and then purify it, take out all its in, in, in impurities within it, and so it's just left with that true true uh, blue before they obviously, well, you know. So the church, const- uh, you know, constricted the supply of stones and inflated its price. At the time, blue became more expensive than than the price of gold. Holy shit! Right? Oh, wow. So this is this. I mean, it, it's weird because there are not a lot of, you know, precious metals or anything else that that have been new that have been introduced. Yeah, yeah. And we haven't seen anything like that in a long time. Just more uh, than fucking gold. Like, like they made it so expensive. So in other words, they didn't want fucking anybody to be able to use it. You know, other so the, than uh, other other than their own iconic work or, or whatnot. Yeah, whoever they commissioned to yeah. uh, do their pieces. So this is where it's probably going to get really challenging because, oh, oh, oh well, maybe this next part will be all right, but when it when it goes into the other part, <laughs> right. I'm going to I'm going to read through it um, maybe maybe once or twice. Okay. Um, in 1300s, laws were passed that that even banded citizens from wearing the color. So the color of ultramarine. In the 1300s, there were laws passed that even banded citizens from wearing the color of ultramarine. Only one person could be robed in this blue, the mother of God herself. So the, the what, so another, the Mary? So, so, so in other words, so, so they, ban- they didn't even want people wearing blue clothing, I guess, or whatnot. And, and, and then, and then, so with the only, only, only person that they wanted represented with blue was, was the Mary. Virgin Mary. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Virgin Mary. So, uh, you know, within paintings or within sculptures or within however the fuck they were doing it, you know? So, uh, yeah, yeah. Wow, it was it was in Venice where the color blue would be liberated from the hold of the church. The one painter that would change that was Titian, and this pissed Titian off. And in one of his first first grade commissions, made his feelings known. So okay, the only person that would would change this was Titian, because it this I guess it irritated the, the, the banning yeah. the banning of the color really <laughs> pissed off Titian. And one of his first uh, commissions, he, he uh, I guess, expressed himself. He did something with this paper that no artist had done before. Oh, that should be painting. I'm sorry. I didn't okay. write that. Yeah. He did something with a painting that no other artist has done before. He put the Virgin Mary to the side of the painting. Throughout time and history, the Virgin Mary was always in the center of the painting. St. Peter took center stage with drapes fully covered in blue. So Titian made a portrait of St. Peter in the center. Yeah, yeah, it was in a church too that that he did this was this massive massive painting. I forget the name of the painting, but uh but he put he put uh he put Mary off to the off to the if you're looking at the painting she's off to the left. Wait, 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 wait. No, she, if you're looking at the painting she'd be off to the right and then St. Peter's right directly in the middle and Mary only has this small blue sash of uh, 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 across her. She's wearing this rose-colored uh, 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 you know, uh, dress or, or whatnot. Robes. Uh, robe, robe, robe. This rose-colored yeah. robe. And, that, and then he has St. Peter directly in the middle um, just fully covered from, from head to toe in blue. So it was obviously, uh, you know, blasphemy probably, um, even though the, even though it was in a church and the church allowed it to be in there, um, or you know, maybe at least uh, if not blasphemy, heresy, or fuck, maybe that's the same shit. But um, it's uh, you know, it's it's two different things, I think. But yeah, bad, 
bad bad news. Yeah, bad news. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Titian's true love for the color blue uh, would only become known once one of his greatest paintings started to fall apart in. 1967. Yeah, 67. Yeah. 450 years after it was painted. That was this Bacchus and Ariadne. Ariadne. Yeah, so that. what ended up happening was with this painting, right, is that when you looked at it, it looked very, very green and very, very muted and very, very brown and, and, and all that other stuff. And, uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and you didn't realize what he ended up doing is he, he, you know, liberated the color within that painting where he just painted everything with ultramarine like everything was just covered in ultramarine in the sky the, the 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 what people were wearing and and and, and that um oh yeah this is a very famous painting yeah yeah very very famous painting and that and uh and it was just amazing but they didn't they you, you know obviously you knew it back then if you were around at that time uh 400 well at this point it was a lot longer than 450 years um but uh, they didn't know until they restored it how much blue that he used within that time. So that must have been just a huge kind of revelation for everybody to be like, holy shit, you know? Yeah, and this is also like, a, this is a portrait of, of Greek gods. This isn't even yeah, like, yeah. doing like the Christian gods. It's, it's Bacchus and Ariad, yeah, Ariadne. I'm happy you're reading it. <laughs> Ariadne, Ariadne. I want to know how it's pronounced. Bacchus and Ariadne. Well, it's Bacchus. It's, Bacchus. it's pronounced Bacchus and Ariad Ariadne. You know, Ar Ariadne. Ariadne. Bacchus and Ariadne. Mythical subjects produce a pa 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 pa. Okay. After centuries of blue being controlled by the church, it seems that Titian liberates blue. All right. But anyways, so this is this is um um so I I don't want to take you know obviously this is like research that I just did from watching fucking some some videos and this is something that. David, you gotta fucking check out, and that, and um, uh, uh, other people should check it out too. It's 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 on the BBC, and you can find it on YouTube, and and it's it's three colors, and 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 the color blue, the color gold, and the color white. Each episode's like an hour long, and um, this episode with the blue is was was my favorite out of all of them, but it's so fucking in depth that he goes into all this. Uh, 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 history of of different parts of like talks about Picasso's blue period after after his friend dies and 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 and, and why he produces the work that he does and and all that stuff they uh, uh they go into so much so it's definitely worth checking out it's fucking awesome and uh it's you know neat as hell do you remember what what the name of it is all you have to do is type in the color blue on YouTube and and it will come up okay because that's how I, ref I, I I watched this months ago, and I kept meaning to uh, take notes from it for 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 this part. Because this was the part that blew my fucking hair back. Was I was like, holy shit! Like you know, I mean, it didn't shock me that the church tried to control something, <laughs> yeah. especially back then. <laughs> but like, but like, it, it, it just it blew my mind when I was like, uh, uh, you know, just hearing that it. They, they inflated the price so much that it was more expensive than gold. And and even still to this day, if you buy, uh, if people don't, I don't know if people, uh, how many painters are on here, but if you buy oil paint and you buy blue, uh, ultramarine, it's fucking yeah. still like $60 a tube. So it's still yeah, it's very, really expensive. expensive. But, you know, it, it reminds me of, of um, in recent times, what has, that when they discovered this sort of uh, new, really blackest, blackest, dark material, that uh -huh. they used, uh, like for, for, that could be used for you know whatever art, you know painting pigment, and it was um, the the rights 
for this black was bought by an, an artist uh, Anish Kapoor. Okay. Does like um, a lot of you know I don't know. I don't like know. he he bought the rights to the to the color. Yeah. To yeah. To the to the to the material. Oh. It um. Yeah, I, I don't know the the, the exact exact like uh you know the, the what it's made of and blah blah blah. But this, uh, I mean, it's it's apparently like super super dark material. So that like if it was in foil or something like if any crinkle or any line or nothing, it's everything just looks flat. It's so incredibly flat and Matted, black. Like just it's almost mad. like a void. You know, it's a, it's a, it becomes. When like, was it, I, 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 was this like sixties or was this? No, way this back was in this the... was in the past, uh, in like last year. This was in two thousand sixteen. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, oh, you should, I, I don't remember. I should look it up and and get more information about that. But that it, it totally reminds me of that. You know, and I remember hearing about it and being like, "What the fuck? Who has the right to the uh, to the to, to the color. blackest black?" Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I, yeah. What about? Well, I'm, I mean, I totally understand like many levels of why somebody would want the rights to that because, first of all, you know, you only you get to use it or or you get associated with it, so it kind of like it secures some some uh, attention paid even just for the using the material. Never mind what you use it to do. The fact that you have it and you use it makes that valuable in yeah. some way, you know, which is, you know, it's clever. It's clever marketing. It's clever, um, you know, business. Yeah, but yeah. Well, it's like, time, it's like the people who, who, who created the fitting for fucking like, like the elbow fittings for pipes. Like, mm -hmm. like they like control yeah. the whole market, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or like, uh, who, um, you know, the, these, the, these, pr these printer ink, cartridges too That's yeah like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with those little chips those little fuckers you know i was just reading about that today too it's like uh, how like, I, you always knew like that when they tell you to empty to change a cartridge don't listen you know and that you can't refill it yourself and that these little chips are are just telling your printer that your cartridge is empty when it's not it's such a fucking scam it's such a, a painful oh yeah painful. it's like it's like the fucking ketchup jar you know where you're just like you know if you take that lid off and you take the knife there's a lot more fucking ketchup yeah in you there. got a lot more ketchup <laughs> a lot of ketchup yeah yeah but unfortunately you know you, you can't you can't make your own ketchup for the printer you know you have to like you have to get the right cartridge with the right chip otherwise yeah. it doesn't fucking work or it makes a mess of your printer yeah. you know and then we you know got... somebody who did that though where he was able to not with the, not with the epsons or whatever but he had those he had he had a certain brand printer where he was able to refill them wasn't he or something i don't know are you talking about uh yeah 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 <laughs> That guy? That guy. A... Well, I don't want to say his name. I don't know. I don't want to say his <laughs> name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that guy. They were using um, straight up straight up uh, pigments. I think they were. Well, having... no, he was. But I thought he was being able to refill those gigantic fucking like 20 foot printers yeah. or whatever. He was I don't able know. to. I don't know. We should, get, we should get something. We got to get him on the show. Fuck yeah, dude. His knowledge and just okay. that'd be a fun fucking hang. All his expeditions are very exciting, but yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's crazy to think that, um, you know, color is illegal. Yeah. 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 But you know, symbols are illegal. You know, it, it's like, yeah, you should, you're not, you're not supposed to put swastikas up, 
Yeah. Because you could go to jail in certain places, yeah. not in the did south of the, the United States. Did you, you, you ever look up at BAM, at the, at the theater BAM in, in, in Brooklyn? I, I, well, I've been there a few times, but because you know, it? because you know that the, the reversed, it's like a sign for joy. It's a good luck, it, it's a good luck symbol, yeah, right? It's Tibetan, it, it, it's Tibetan, Tibetan and Buddhist. Yeah. yeah. So, like the whole building's covered in them on, on top, you know, yeah. and that, wow. and uh, yeah, yeah. The only one is the one really good helps it. The one you know, standing excited, we said, "I'll lace you." The one in it, but I'm dead. They're coming to get me. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Anyway, this was, yeah. <laughs> See, uh, I'm fucking, I don't want to make friends. See if anybody responded to my Twitter for Game of Babel. And no, wait, what's this? Okay. Oh, we got a couple of, I, I sent out a Twitter blast uh, before we started talking and um, we got a couple responses. Oh, great. Uh, Alexandra, who, who, you know, Alexandra and Victoria. The, yeah, yeah, they're the best. And, the best. and Julie. Yeah. And, and Julie, Taka, uh, Taka, Takaks. Man, I'm sorry. Is Julie the one who did the thing? Oh, yeah, wrote God, us yeah. that email that, yeah, that, that made, made me cry. Made weep. Me cry. Yeah, Julie, what a woman. What a woman. What a wonderful woman. Yeah, she's she's fantastic. Yeah, that really made me. I called you about that. Yeah, I know. You <laughs> called me up. You were weeping. It was amazing. <laughs> I, was I mean, like, you're like, nose. <laughs> I just like a disclosure, you know, disclaimer you gave me first. It's like, you know, I've been having a really emotional week. <laughs> yeah. All that. I have, I have, I have. And then re- reading that because because you texted me, you're like, dude, you really got to go over and, and 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 check out the email and see this. And then I read it, and uh, uh, you know, you say, you know, you saying it made you pretty pretty emotional yeah, too. Yeah, it, huh? it, it it made me uh, very emotional. Really beautiful. Thank I you. Love, Thank yeah, you. Send us send us more emotional emails, man. Oh. I want to cry every day. <laughs> Alexandra asked if uh, we are currently recording. The... No, no. How do you balance? Uh, how do you balance your work and home and social life? I you don't. Guys, <laughs> you, you guys, my work guys, is my social life. <laughs> you guys always seem to be busy working on something new. Oh, I'm sorry. Read it again, David. I, I couldn't hear. You. No, you're right. Yeah. How do you balance your work and social life? Home, social life. You guys seem to be busy working on something new. Always working on something new. Uh, I don't want. To, okay. And <clears throat> <laughs> How do you balance your work and social home social life? You guys always seem to be busy working on something new. How does that affect friendships and relationships? I mean, that's a a serious question. Yeah. Relationships, it works perfectly because for me, um, Prella is super busy with what she's doing all the time and, 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 and and with her uh, acting career and, and life. So it's, it's great. Um, 
we're able to also make it work that we both work from home. So Aprel's, if she's not at the studio or if she's not in class or at a rehearsal or going on an audition, then she's always home with me. So we have those little moments where we're always like passing each other in the kitchen. I'm getting coffee. She's getting tea. Or like, hey, you know, and that like, so it's it, it, it's always fun like that. Well, you guys and, been and together that, for a very long time as well. So yeah, yeah, uh, nineteen years. And yeah, and then and then uh, um, so so she's so she's super busy and we 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 have this you know common thing where we always get together at least one point of the night like last night we got together uh you know she always the the, the one well she does a bunch of amazing things but she, she always cooks every night so mm. so uh she cooked and then we sat down ate and watched the the new episode of ash versus the evil dead and that mm -hmm. which is fucking i love that show uh uh and then you know we do that and then it's like i get back to work and then she you know gets back to her her thing well so. also because i mean we're 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 in our 40s now so social life has a totally different sort of uh you know play than in, than in your 30s and certainly in your 20s but in your in your in your 30s you know how how did that affect your? You were always working. You always make the time for it, I think, and and, and that. I mean, uh, however, you know, in my thirties, I associated with you know, in my thirties, I was in New York, so it was like I associated my time with you. So it was even mm -hmm. even even if it was uh, having a social life by coming over to your studio, we were always working on something. Even if I was bringing over a painting or my sketchbook or or you know. Uh, uh, we were always doing something other yeah, than playing. It was, we, we, it we would have our poker nights and 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 and, and hangout nights where it was purely just fun and and would you know go out for dinner and stuff like that. But uh, but a lot of times the social life was still revolved around work, right? Yeah, it was very much in, in incorporated our our social activities. You know, yeah. I, I, besides the only times I think where we weren't really either conspiring or working on something. We were, you know, we went out to Yakitori and we, yeah, exactly. you know, you get a few pictures of beer and some skewers of squid and, yeah. you know, but we would be conspiring then too, you know, coming up with ideas and, and plans and to take over the world, of course. You know. Yeah. I, 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 I think the thing is, is that you like, as long as you're building your social life around other creative people, which I know, you know, mm -hmm. can be, can be hard when, when when you live in a small town or where you live with other or, or where you or where you're living around other people that you don't relate with or or yeah or or, or feel you know like an outcast or something like that but um if you can find those people within that town or or where you live then it's like you're always kind of uh still bringing your work life into your relationship life yeah i mean there's no denying that but having to be prolific it, it means a lot of times that you know, you have to dedicate, you have to, yeah, you have to make those sacrifices and dedicate your time to it because it, it, in order to be successful with not, and not, not like financially, not in the world, but successful with your art, you need to grow and you need to, so you need to dedicate the time to that. Yeah. And so think friendships can be difficult, you know, if to, to spend the time, but true friendships really don't require the obligated time. And usually you gravitate towards those friends that that you know either are within that construct of the, or your world or also like-minded or a very understanding like of your time mm -hmm. and um you know you you 
over time, more more your friends are more deeply entrenched in what it is you're doing, you know. So you're doing the same thing, absolutely. Right? You know, and then and, and then and that common ground when you're when you're all coming together to hang out to have that cup mm-hmm. of coffee or whatever it is, you're talking about what you've all been conspiring on on yeah. your own, you know. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, uh, but you know, again, like uh, which is not for everybody, but even with me, with in, in my in my. Uh, in my late in my very late teens and and, and early twenties before I moved to New York and I was still living in Massachusetts, um, I still you know I missed out on a lot of stuff with with, with what my friends were doing because I mm-hmm. chose to sit home. You know, especially my teens, I was trying to break into the comic book industry and that which never worked out. Um, uh, but but I was trying to hone that craft and and yeah. so I would I would not do a lot of uh activities with with my friends and you mm-hmm. know that all call me a loser and shit because mm-hmm. i chose to sit at my drafting table uh sure. and, and 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 hone this craft versus um things but that, going out but, yeah. yeah but that's because that's what was important to me and and, and yeah at the time it, yeah at the time and it still is today and, and it's like because it you know I knew that not that I was like I'm gonna make a living at doing this, but but it was more about just that this is this is this is the life that I want to have for myself. So it, yeah. it's you know I'm I'm willing to not do those other things. Now again, that's not for everybody, but that's what worked for me. No, it's not. And and I even had a similar uh, relationship with a with a good friend of mine. His name's Jacob. Actually, I wanted to get Jacob on uh, on the show eventually. Down the line, Jacob, hang in there. Um, <laughs> He he was uh, somebody who uh, you know came to the states. He's an artist, uh, multifaceted photography and painting, and 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 conceptual and environmental. He's like he's he's one of those you know artists, and you know he would uh, kind of hassle me, you know, that I wouldn't to go out, you know, to go in with the entourage to yeah, the clubs. Yeah, yeah. It was it was leaning more towards like that, you know, the the, the Warholian entourage of artists making a scene yes and i would versus making the work yeah i would never want to go and i mean he would give me shit about it and i would give him shit right back you know for if in a friendly way of course you know it's like i you know i'd be like come on let's go let's go make a scene let's go make it happen and come on let's go let's go and i was like no i'm gonna go i'm gonna make the art you know this is this is my scene man this is this is the happening you know i gotta make the art you know but that also was like where i am and the type of artist i am you know, so mm-hmm. it, I the type of work that I need to do demanded the seclusion, and a lot of times, you know, yeah, that keeps certain relationships from happening. Like, um, like I've had, you know, a few relationships with lovers that you know we we could no longer spend time together because there was that um, that oblig- obligatory feeling like we're not spending enough time with me. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I, you know organically i can't i can't just do that not because i didn't want to be with them but because the the amount of time that the the work demanded Mm -hmm. and i lost out on relationships you know a few times because of that but um you know it is relationships are hard no matter what you do whether you're a banker or a fucking artist and i should say fucking banker or an artist um (laughs) and but you know like from speaking from experience of a personal experience, you know, my relationship that I have now that it's like a little over 10 years, um, worked, I think best because we, we both knew each other, you know, for five years before we were, we were dating for 10 years. And so there was no, uh, surprise or, or yeah, yeah, right. misunderstanding of what it is that I need for, for my time. That's, 
the time to vote and the time I need to travel or, or whatever it is to, to, to hone in on my work. And so that understanding was already there. I didn't have to explain myself. There were no surprises when I wasn't so present, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and so that made it work. You know, there's, there's always going to be, you know, a, a conflict. I think anybody who is like dedicated to their work, to um, the idea of a relationship, because there's something about your work that is untouchable because it's yours. And it, you, you wind up having such a bond with it that it could create animosity or jealousy between you and, and your lover. Yeah. You know, they'd be like, how come you don't have that type of bond with me? Yeah. Or why don't you give me that kind of time and attention? Yes. It's like, well, because first of all, because you're in a fucking adult and you don't need it. You know, my, my work needs it to survive. You, you'll be fine without all that attention, you know? It, that and, was the hardest it, thing for me when I was younger, too, is that, is that I had that thing where from spoiled, like all the spoiled relationships um, or learning experiences, however the fuck you want to look at it, that I was having when I was younger, um, I ended up always delving into the art world uh, into my artwork or, mm-hmm. or creating shit because that was one reliable thing that was one thing mm-hmm. i could rely on that would always give me yeah, and it's incredible and never self- fucking let me down and never yeah. you know and, and that and so it's funny you know I, I don't know you said something in there that reminded me of that and it's still you know it's still a lot of, of that today where where it's not has nothing to do relationship wise mm-hmm. but within the art it's still that one that one place where you go where it's that complete you know it, and it should be hopefully you know obviously you have struggles and shit and turmoil with it but it should be that place that you go that gives you comfort and gives you joy you know and once it stops giving you joy then there's a is, is a good time it's to a, step back and, and say yeah, yeah what's going it's, on here man it's hard it's got to be hard for anybody dating an artist you know i certainly don't want to ever you know i uh, I'm I'm in a pretty good, you know solid relationship out of that I think will you yeah, know yeah, end yeah, yeah. when I end. Yeah. But luckily she's a scientist, and I think I would don't think I I've dated artists before, and they were lovely people. But I, I the idea of dating an artist I I can't understand how someone could do that because an artist has such a a, a selfish a, self, <laughs> such a deep bond with you know with with them with themselves and their work you know that they you know the they can't let that go. You know, they, it's necessary. It's like a weird paradox. You'll, you'll, you, you need it for that person to be who you love, Mm -hmm. but you don't get to have any of it. It, it, I don't know. It's a conundrum. It's, it's, it's a bit of a a conundrum because there's a certain sort of in introvert, like selfishness, you know, that is part of the, that the species of the artist and you can never sort of, uh, you know, reach, reach them. You know, yeah. it's it's just them and their art. Yeah. I think, and, yeah, yeah. I, you and know. you don't know when to step back. You don't know like when you're crossing a line, like of of, of personal space to the point where you're you're impeding upon their work or or you're keeping them, you know, from from being that person. You know, and this was the most frequent argument that I've had with ex relationships was, you know, that, you know, um not spending enough time, not putting committing myself enough into a relationship, you know, but this was who I was. This is what I need to be the type of artist that I need to be. Mm-hmm. And 
the kind of thing that I expected that the people who I was with were attracted to, you know, the type of person I was. And, and then they want you to change. You know, I think it's very common in most relationships. I love yeah. you. Please change, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and that's something, you know, that I, I've always been very protective about because, like you said, it's the one place when all shit hits the fan. You can go turn to your art. And so I'm Absolutely. very protective of that, of that bond that I have, yeah. you know. Yeah. It, you know, I just think about this. It was, uh, you know, me and my fr- – and it's one of my – closest closest friends i mean it's one of my childhood friends that i've known since i was fucking like 12 years old um um but uh, me and him got into well not me and him not me and him but like at one point i was given the ultimatum with the with 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 my last band that i was in because Mm -hmm. i wasn't devoting enough time to to the band versus my art and all that shit so i was like kind of giving the ultimatum i was like Mm -hmm. well dude of course i'm gonna go with my fucking visual art i mean that's what i want to do it's so funny you and i are so similar i've had the same thing in my 20s like i quit playing music yeah yeah because i knew that in order to commit to a band you had to be in it or you're out Mm -hmm. and and i had to choose i had to choose between music and and art and i knew that like at least with art i could commit to it and in order to get either one of those done you had to be committed so you make that conscious fucking choice and i think that's a that's a, at least a you know, responsible choice. Yeah, you know? yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to like waste everybody's time for a year or two and then break up the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And see, yeah. I didn't even need to do that because we had two drummers. So it's good. And, and also, we're younger. Like <laughs> we now, <laughs> now I'm actually, um, you know, my my work and my, my personal uh, relationship with, with my partner are integrated where – Okay, I I do go off on my own and I do my work, but a lot of times, you know, we could actually have discussions about either the work or something else that gets involved into the work. Yes. Or they can come and they could give me like you know some good critical feedback. Yes. You know yes. that is because and it's and benefit and benefited by the fact that they know me, so they 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 know how I'm what I'm thinking like if I'm either trying to avoid something or I'm overlooking something it's like they can they can crack that code yeah. pretty quickly cuz she knows me so well see okay okay same subject but different subject i guess but okay. uh, uh, same subject ha, yeah, yeah. <laughs> has juliet because i will say for me before you answer the question for me mm. 100% aprella is like my best riffer like like I, I show her something and i just know right away and she doesn't even have to beat around the bush she just like just but she's like yeah it's it's you know and i'm like nope that's not it's not what it you know it has juliet become to be your best like critic or like your best uh buffer like i said like, like I, 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 i'm sorry ar- ar- artistically she's i mean she treads very carefully yeah oh, okay because, okay or well for a couple of reasons because she knows i'm like a sensitive brat yeah and because she also doesn't want she doesn't want to impose the thoughts on me and because also she she's not she she respects my um my my organic process okay that's one thing but at the same time she doesn't mince words if you know um if I'm doing something and it's wrong, if it's not working, if it doesn't work, or if yeah. it's if it's contrived, forced, or just like off the path in a way that isn't exploratory or interesting, just like 
just off because she hears the way I talk about everything throughout life, like the, my, my feelings on, on politics, my feelings on art, my feelings on love, my feelings on family. So she knows, you know, my truth mm-hmm. better than, than maybe myself. And so if she could, if she sees me lying to myself through my work or, or just like church, fooling trying to trying to like cut corners or whatever sure yeah, sure, yeah. Sure. she'll point that shit right out and yeah. it is and she's afraid like every time i ask her opinion on stuff and i asked her opinion from like a painting to like how her, her least favorite question is what do you think i should charge for this yeah you know? that's the same thing she same she thing. fucking hates it yeah. and because like she'll tell give me a number and i'll be like "Mm." and she's like well what were you thinking and it's usually like so much less yes yes and i'll tell her and she throws her hands up in the air and she's like no you know i mm." yeah she gets frustrated with because i like to keep my prices very reasonable Mm -hmm. because they're based on okay not only what i've sold stuff for you know, but also because I put, you know, I think about the time, the materials and blah, blah, blah. And the fact that, okay, it's only just a fucking piece of art. Mm. But, you know, I, I get a lot of shit from her about pricing, mm-hmm. you know, so she doesn't like when I ask about that. She, mm-hmm. she always, that's like, she, she gets tense. Yeah. If I bring that up because <laughs> she knows yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. like, I'm going to like give her a number and she's going to be like, you fucking mm, stupid. Yeah. You know, but, um, when it comes to like uh, aesthetic or, or or technical stuff, critis- constructive criticism, you know, she's she's definitely less apprehensive and very helpful, definitely very helpful. But like you said with Aprella, you know, no no uh, no holding back, which is great. Yeah, it's like when you develop a relationship with somebody that you trust each other enough that you, that that you open yourself up. Please hurt me, you know. But I've, I haven't been put in that position. That's got to be a tough position because you're pretty much asking them to fucking cut you up. Yeah. Like, you know, well, what? I mean, what, for me personally, or, or, or because I mean, yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, with me, if, for instance, I just did a job that I just did a job the other week and I was having a really, really, uh, uh, really, really hard time with it in the beginning of it. And a pro, a could really, really notice it in that. And, and, and that. And, you know, she's like, you're not, you're not happy. Huh? And I was like, no, no. It's just like, this gig is super fucking important to me. And like, if I don't like, and uh, you know, I want it to be the best that it can be. And, uh, and, and, um, um, uh, and then finally within the, uh, I don't know, fifth concept, fifth or sixth concept, I finally nailed it where, where also too, because, it, uh, it was a commission gig. It was like, I was trying to nail it from what this person, um, uh, I thought what they wanted. Mm-hmm. But what you really got to realize is what they really want is what you do, you know, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, 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 and when you're true to who you are and what you do, and then maybe try to sprinkle a little bit of their sauce into it or whatever, yeah. and fucking yeah. you end up coming up with things. So anyways, by the sixth one is when I ended up hitting the concept and I was like, and then she's seen it. She's like, that, that's fucking it. You know? And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think, I think that's it too or whatever. And, and that, and, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's. Yeah. Well, you're fortunate. It's it's a fortunate thing to be able to have uh, a you know partner whose um, opinion you trust and respect, and who's willing to go out on a limb on their own and and tell you when you're not yeah. doing as good well, it's as like you said, potential. Though, it's, it's like I said with Juliet. It's like they, like like they like 
you know, uh, you know, we're in such a great position with the situation that we're in because it's it's like they know when you're phoning it in or when you're not like, yeah like when you're not going to the fullest that you could go or 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 you yeah. know or, or 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 even being like even though you fucking uh uh you know this isn't what you necessarily want it to be this is a fucking important piece because it's where mm-hmm. you're at right now yeah, yeah they could point out the st- they could point that out because you're yeah. you're going to be you know and we're asking a lot of them to do that because we are putting them in a position for us to be like mm. yeah. because yeah. even yeah. if they're right and especially when they're right can they usually are fucking right it you know it just like it just reinforces you know that 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 thought that maybe that you were putting out of your head because the last thing you wanted to do was rethink something mm-hmm. or, or abandon something, you know, but you, yeah. you know better, but you're like stubborn. You're like, well, fucking, I'm just yeah, going to yeah. work through this. I'm just going to do it. You know? And then someone comes along who knows you and it's like, you're faking it. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like <laughs> you're making them say that. And so like you have to snarl at them and they have to take the, you know, the, the, the burden of, of like, ruffling your feathers but you know it's all for the greater good so so, so a giant thank you you know to the to our to our muses who are willing to go out on a limb to tell us when we're full of shit (laughs) because we you know you need to be put in our place every once in a while yeah you know? need to be disciplined that was a great question we went off we I went off no, there a little bit oh she oh no i <laughs> i think a... i think that's perfect you know and i you know because we're not going to be able to help her figure out how to, how to uh you know have a good relationship but we're certainly going to be able to like give our you know you know what happened to us yeah. you know it, to tell you i, I think the thing is just it, being it, on, a... honest too of mm-hmm. of of of, of of who you are and where you are within uh, uh, relationship. And I don't mean relationship as in lover. I just mean relationships in general, friends, fucking acquaintances, fucking mm-hmm. lovers, whatever. Yeah. Just being, yeah. Over time, you know, you're going to filter out the, 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 you know, separate the wheat from the chaff, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going to, as long as, you know, whatever it is you're doing, whether you're an artist, musician, whatever, you staying true to yourself, the right people are going to come into your peripheral. They're going to come into your gravity. And yeah, and you're honest outwardly to them. You, the right ones are you're going to be attracted. And it's going to work. But yeah, sacrifice some of that social life. Fuck the social life. Social life is bullshit. If you're not, if you're not together with yourself, if you're not fucking there, because what do you have to offer out there as a social life? You know, but do have a social life at the same time. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes <laughs> yeah, that's a conundrum. <laughs> yeah, here you go, motherfucker. Uh, but do go abandon. You know, sometimes. If, you know, unless you're like working something else serious, put the brushes down, go out and get a yeah. fucking drink with your friends and live and have a yeah. life. Well, you said that to me. Well, I, I think I said in a previous episode, but which is true. You in, 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 and which is extremely true. But like you said that to me a long time ago, you're like, dude, this back when we were hanging out at your studio in New York, you're like, dude, this is important too. Like we need to do this. Like this, you, our time is just hanging out, going to Yoko Cho, whatever, eating great food. You bring this back to the work too. Yeah, you know? yeah, so it's important. It's, it's, the, yeah. the 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 breaths in between, the the heavy lifting. You have to you have to you have to have that time to let the other stuff come in and to shut the doors of the inspiration. Mm-hmm. Because if you constantly have the doors open, you oh, know yeah. you're gonna overload and you're paying so much fucking attention to inspiration. You're paying attention to it. That, that you know you're actually missing it you're missing it because it's going to come to you it's got sometimes you need to be blindsided 
by inspiration when you're not expecting it. It's like getting hit in a, if you get in a car accident and you tense your muscles right before, you're going to get more injured. If yeah. you get hit by a car and you're loose, you actually wind up less injured. It's, I think it's a very similar thing with inspiration. Sometimes you need to not expect it and it comes and it hits you and it gets you and you're, and you're doing stupid shit too. I cannot count the number of hours I've wasted getting wasted and, you know, going out and having a social life. But some of these moments that even though seemed, you know, pointless at the time, you know, they're very important. Like those moments when you went to a movie by yourself, you know, or, or, you know, the, the, the time you decided to go and meet your friend at the bar and then you took that walk home. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect pile of trash, you know, that you found a frame in. Yeah. It's something <laughs> yeah, that, you know, or, or just like came across something, you know, that bumped into somebody on the street, you know, because you're just, you got to throw caution to the wind a lot of times, you know, and, you know, you can live your whole life that way, too. It's, eh, it's fine. Yeah. You know, but, you know, the dedication to the work, too, you know, it's like you got to break away from that shit sometimes. Yeah. It's it's a conundrum. You got to fucking walk that line. But you got you got to you got to insist if you want to continue being dedicated to something you're passionate about. You got to, have to insist that this is the, the central part of your character, which is going to you know be most of your social life involved. Mm-hmm. You know, and if your social life is not involved enough, then change your fucking social life. Start hanging out with some different people. Jesus yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. Christ, man. Don't, <laughs> don't drink so much. This next one's on me. And, uh, that was a great one, Alexandra. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and then Julie asked, uh, said, yeah, get Hawkbomb to talk about his use of encaustic. Now, I'm not going to get into it, Julie. I appreciate you wanting to know more about the encaustic techniques. But what I will do, actually, is I'm going to make a video. I want to make a video about um, making my homemade wax because I started using encaustics um, a few years back. don't remember how many because of the the, uh, – I needed something to protect the work. And I don't like using glass. I think glass, unless it's like a nice piece of work on paper, like a print or something that's matted in a glass frame looks delicious. Mm-hmm. But I, my, my work, you know, I don't varnish it. I don't use varnish because my work is not oil paintings. It's multi layers of paper and, 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 and imagery and stuff. I needed like something to sort of seal it up, you know, cover it without separating, you know without being separate from the work. So I started using encaustics. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it makes the, it makes a painting so much more organic and, 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 uh, it gives and, it a nice skin. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, 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 it exactly skin. Like it allows this, these, the, this depth of like layers almost with it, you know, mm-hmm. and just the different stuff that you're able to do with it between buffing it or not buffing it and certain areas. And I mean, you've played yeah, around with so many different thickness and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so I started doing making uh, beeswax, and it, essentially what it is, it's beeswax mixed with uh, Damar crystal. So it is like a varnish, Damar varnish, what they use in oil paintings. I, I take the crystals from the tree, like it's a, like a dried sap, crush it up, melt it with wax, and I melt it with some uh, carnauba wax chips, which is a um, it's a harder wax than beeswax. So you use just a little bit, but it gives you like a stronger, harder skin so that it's not super soft. So you, you it's 
it's harder to scratch. It's harder to like gouge and it just has a firmer, stronger look to it. But I'm going to do a demo video for, for, for you, Julie, especially for you, Julie, this video will be dedicated to you. And, um, I'll show you my formula that I use. And the nice thing is that you, everybody can come up with their own ratio and formula because it gets very specific with, with grams of, you know, carnauba wax and grams of tamar, because if you make it too hard, it'll crack. If you make it oh. too soft, then it, it just never feels like it's set. It feels always a little bit soft, you know? Yeah. So you have to get it within a point, point, point zero something of a gram, but you can increase. I've done a few experiments. Some of my batches came out too soft. Some of it came out too hard and the wax starts to like get that crackly and you can do it on purpose. So you can have crackly wax. So it yeah. looks like old paintings, you know, old age and stuff. So, so to talk about this a little bit more though, I want to know about the difference between, um, I know that you love making it and that, mm. and I know the majority of the work that you do mm. is made, but you also sometimes get those gallons. Now what's that? And, 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 and I know the ratio of the, or not the ratio, but I know that that stuff seems like it's a hell of a lot thinner and there's a lot less mm. that you can kind of yeah, do that's, with it. That's the microcrystalline wax. That's stuff that you could use for the you you get at like archivalist shops and stuff. The, my favorite archivalist shop is based in Brooklyn. Actually, it's called Talus. Yeah. Used to be in Manhattan, T A L A S. But it's for like bookmakers, bookbinding, and archival, you know, artwork restoration stuff. And microcrystalline wax is much thinner, mm-hmm. and it it smells almost like a like a gasoline. It has like a like a um. A benzene smell to it something something about it but um they use it for like coating photographs and paper and it's i don't know the ratio they're using the, the crystalline wax what else they're mixing with it but it's supposedly that stuff seems like it never gets real hard though right it, it, or, it, you put out very it, you it's for very thin layers it's not for thick layers definitely for thin layers and it does it does get hard it does if you do a very thin you let it dry and then you buff it but it, it's super thin. It's almost like, you know, um, it's it's not like how when you look at the, the beeswax, there's like that thickness to it. Sure, yeah. You can see almost like some depth to it. Yeah, this, it doesn't have like that milky thing, mm-mm. you know, to it. That, well, Which guess... is so nice, but it's for flat. It's it's for like uh, very, uh, I don't know. What to, yeah, I don't know what to compare it to, but... Um, it almost reminds me more of the acrylic varnishes, mm-hmm. those glossy acrylic varnishes, but it, it's got a very different look. It almost, um, uh, I don't know. It's, it, 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 the caustics is another thing to that you wind up experimenting. You see what you like, what look you like, what, what, what surface you like to, to have, but that stuff I use very rarely the microcrystalline, mm-hmm. you know, I, I got a gallon of that stuff and I got it, what, like it's, eight years ago and yeah, it's still, still have, have half of a, half three of quarters. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Cause it, you know, I don't use it for the large piece. I use it for like some works on paper and stuff. Like if I have like a, a print or something, but I don't want to, it doesn't work very good on paper, like unmounted paper. The beeswax looks good. If I put it on like a piece of block or, 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 um, uh, whatever it's called. Like, uh, you, have do, something you, do, you, you should do, um, um, be great if you do well i don't know i guess just an extra long demo where where i because because i want to i mean i've seen you i've seen you hand make the wax multiple times but i'd I'd, i'm I'm excited to actually have a video 
where you're showing the process of it. But also, too, it'd be great to have just a, a, a video where you also show the comparison between both of them, you know, like. Uh, yeah, that's uh, a good idea. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I was thinking I wanted to do a, a demo on, um, on wax anyway, and then like making it and then how I apply it, you know, my, the technique that I use to get like. So it's not too thick and not too thin and even out because I, I like I like imperfections and stuff and I certainly get a lot of imperfections, you know, so people want like super clean, clear stuff. They're not going to learn that from me. But yeah, I like the to show the idea because like unmounted works on paper that you want to put like a little like uh, coating of something on that doesn't get too absorbed in the paper and stuff like because if you pour like varnish on it, it gets brittle and it soaks through the paper. This wax is nice because you, it just sits on top, mm-hmm. and then when it hardens, you can just buff it. And buff it and, right up. Have you, have, have you I, th- I think you have, but have you ever put um, uh, wax over an oil painting? Or, or, or parts of, or parts of yeah, a painting that have yeah. oil? Okay. Yeah, actually, I mean, it, it, it's, it's fine, it works. It's good for it. It, I don't know, it's good for it, like a, like a vitamin. <laughs> No, it, it no, you can. And yeah, because I've been wanting know, to experiment with that too. The use of, I mean, the use of, of, of wax and caustic is super old, and and for for the big part, they use it for um for patching, patching. Uh, paintings. Okay. So like the back, like if there's a piece of a canvas that's torn, you know, and you and you put a piece of canvas on the behind it, you know, and you want to patch it instead of using glue. You use, you know, you, the back of the canvas, you put hot wax and then you put the patch on the back of the canvas and then you put wax put on top on of that patch. Yeah. And so it works as a, as a, as a glue adhesive as well. Mm-hmm. And it's our, it, you know, it works with the, the painting. It will sit on top of the oils. It won't crack and fall apart. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if you use an acrylic on top of oil, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it totally works. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'll make a demo. I have to, the only reason why I haven't made one yet is because I've made um, I made a lot of wax this last spring, you know, so I've, I've got a lot and I have been fucking late. I've been making such small works, you know, yeah. that I'm not running out of wax yet. I have a couple of large pieces I need to wax. Yeah, so those, those I can't wait go. to see that tower, man. <laughs> that thing fucking looks like it's huge. It's big. It's fucking yeah. big and stupid and big and I love it. And I just want to wax that whole fucking yeah. thing, you know, but, uh, that, that's definitely going to cause me to need more wax was that it um i think that that cover it yeah i mean i'm surprised anybody replied that's great can't believe you people are listening thank you personally i think we really we really roll great with the questions i love i love the questions too because it gets us to go back and forth and stuff and yeah yeah it's good it's good and it gets me to think about stuff that i don't think about and haven't thought about the difference between relationships and 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 uh yeah, because we, while, I mean, you know. we deal with it every single day yeah. as a survival, you know, because yeah. you know, it's part of our lives. But to to crack that, like to break it down, is uh, is interesting because we get to look at ourselves like, in 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 a way that we don't usually do. Mm-hmm. Like make how to make a relationship work. Mm-hmm. So if anybody has any more questions about love and how <laughs> to make a relationship work. I'll be happy to answer those questions for you, and um, we can have the love making second. Well, wait a second. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. love making. That's no, what you. We can have the head. love, the love, the love interest section. <laughs> yeah. Well, if anybody's in a relationship and their partner is 
making them feel bad for working on their art, you need to break up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And here come, here come the angry boyfriends and girlfriends yeah. coming in. I'm kind of with you with that, though. I mean, I, I you know, you know, it's yeah. It is, there needs to be an understanding. It's not as easy of a decision as like whether or not you're going to be in the band, you know. Yeah. But it's very similar. You know, to break like, oh, I'm not going to be in the band anymore because I need to dedicate my time to my art and right. I can't I can't give you my full me. So for your sake, I mean, it seems like it's selfless, but it's a selfish act for your sake. I'm not going to be in the band anymore because yeah. it's a given. I mean, I think with all this stuff is just give and take, like, because I think that, you know, it can be very selfish from the other person's point of view, but then it can be also very selfish from your side if you know you're, you're you're always working and you're not allowing you know however that's why i chose not to have kids and i've chose to live the life that i live because i know i'm ex- i know i'm extremely selfish with my time yeah and you need work. a partner the same way yeah. you know if, if maybe your partner needs to get a fucking hobby if they're not <laughs> you know if they find too much time where they want to be spending with you you know but at There's some good model same, kits out there yeah, the other side of that coin is, you know, maybe you are being a little selfish with your time and you should pay attention to your partner and give them some yeah. give them some fucking respect, you selfish bastards. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Yeah, yeah exactly. I don't know anymore. Come uh, on. I see, yeah, yeah. You want to take us out? Yeah, let's take it out. Oh, uh, well. That was, uh, that was, that was something. <laughs> I love how much thought you always put into it before you, I, when you get put on the spot. Well, you know, okay. Um, everybody, thank you for tuning in to another week of Kimmy Babble. And I'm really glad you listened and, and sending us questions is nice. Get the fuck out of here. Thank okay. you everybody for tuning in to another week. It's my turn to thank everybody. <laughs> hey everybody. It's not it's not easy having a relationship. That's all I know. Try having a relationship. You know what the thing what's the deal with relationships? <laughs> We're supposed to, supposed to end this in a much oh, more yeah, positive yeah, vibe. This is, yeah. Oh, everybody thank you thanks again for for joining david and i and our little chit chats here at gimme babble and uh for continuing to write in and give us feedback and and giving us sending us questions and stuff that really helps us get the ball rolling really 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 appreciate it so um to those three people who have been doing it thank you so much you <laughs> wonderful. No, no and and you know we this week uh, after after you listen to this one we have our our double double week edition right hopefully you know yeah. this part might not be in because we might not no i well you, you know we could just make this a super long episode it's a super long episode because coming yeah. up next is last week's so we're going to travel in time a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to we're going to travel in time yeah we're, back in time if you thought the future looked bleak let's go back into the future with <laughs> some questions that somebody asked us a few weeks ago and we'll see if anything's still relevant and i feel the same way so get back to me last week with this week's news questions <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna start smoking 
for these because I don't think I'm good at this sober. That's good. Okay. Um. But honestly, yeah, we we've got we got some uh, some questions we were answering last week, this week, next time. <laughs> so tune in right now and thanks for joining us. And 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 yeah, please subscribe. Please write in That's and right. um yeah. And yeah. thank you. And David Stupakis. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Everybody, please write David Stupakis and and tell him to come and visit me in Boston because I'm <laughs> and I want him. No, we definitely got to make that happen. We definitely have to make that happen. Try to make it happen, baby. <laughs> thank you, everybody, for tuning in for another week. Yeah, we will see, see you next week. You can write to us at gimmebabble at gmail.com. That's G-I-M-M-I-E-B-A-B-E-L at Gmail. We are checking that daily. So please bring in those questions. And speaking of which, we're going to get to some questions right now in our segment of uh, Q&A. That's what right. We, so why don't you just roll us into that there, Stu Lucas? <laughs> Oh, man, you know what that sweet sound means, yes. It's time for a little Q&A with uh, David and David. Our first uh, Q&A situation comes from um, all the way from, uh, uh, what is it, Ireland, I believe. That's not what it said. Mr. David John Maloney writes. Oh, the trifecta. And, yeah, David. David's asking David and David, um, hey, guys, my name is also David. That's not a question. He's, he's an Irish underground surrealist artist. His uh, question was, um, is it beneficial to go to art college to build connections and network? Fuck successfully, no. So you, you may be, get better recognized to get into art shows and galleries. Now, I mean, and does it make a better CV and give you a better reputation for the public? I think it, you know, it, yeah, I mean, go, it all depends. Well, it all depends what world you want to kind of ride within. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's, I think the world that we have fallen into, uh, with us showing work, it's, it's, it's not necessary. Um, um, it's, it seems like the, our world is much more kind of grassroots and get to know people and all that other stuff. I mean, if you're dealing in the kind of blue chip world and, 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 and that's your end goal or, or your goal or whatever, then I think, uh, having that having that diploma and those connections look it's always beneficial to like meet people and go into mm -hmm. art school you're going to meet a shitload of people and you're yeah. going to get a and, lot and of it, good it should, uh, a lot of meet a shitload of people that are in the same sort of exactly you know, boat as you in in a way like they're you're all in there for some education and you do networking within the school, which really is very different from the networking you wind up doing once you're out of school. But it is good. It's good practice. Absolutely. It's good. It's a good way to get an idea of, you know, whether or not you want to continue to be an artist because either you hate it or, or art hates you because, you know, maybe you're just, you know, some people are just not cut out for it. And, and it really depends on how you, you are hardwired 
whether or not you're going to come out of school and you know um go down that road uh, either very academic road where you you know stay within these very small tight-knit uh, you know uh who knows who oh, yeah. of like you know um there's residency programs and and colleges and workshops or you know there's like these networks of artists that roam within those networks mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that it is a lot about like getting recommendations to be a part of a group or Absolutely. part of you know an association and you know that kind of um networking yeah i mean it's kind I, of I, endless. I mean it, it it will it will chances are get you into you know bigger institutions absolutely. and stuff like that because your name is on people's lips or in their file but you know it's also it's not necessary i think in order to be a successful artist mm-hmm. for sure you yeah know? I, I mean i found that you know i i found that i would have loved i wish i did stay in school and i wish that you know i i, I finished it because i i see other people who did uh, uh, commit and, and, and do it. And, uh, and the results that they came out of it was great. Um, um, not necessarily connection wise, but, but, but within, uh, learning and, and, and understanding, uh, traditional methods and so on and so forth. But it, it's, it's, uh, but I think it's, it all depends with what you want to do. I mean, I, I hated school, so it, it, I, it wasn't for me. And, and, uh, and it didn't, you know, work out. I think now being older, I'd have a completely different uh, mindset of going into it and the way that I sure. would go about it. And that, obviously, fuck them. And this and and know. this kind of sounds like but, what David is is writing in because he's asking, you know, maybe he's thinking about going to school yeah. just for those purposes. Now, that I mean, that's a valid reason to go and and do that. But there's also, you know, there's other ways of networking. Like for instance, how how I went about networking, how the connections I've made my 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 way was you know a lot looser there's a lot less guarantee of actually getting any success but it's a lot more sort of you know cutthroat die hard dive in head first and you know if you're interested in getting involved in galleries and shows you just have to make yourself socially present go go to galleries pick out the galleries you like yeah show pick out the galleries that show the kind of work that you think fits in in your in your in your work if that's your end game goal and visit them go to their openings you know mingle yeah. introduce yourself never... make yourself present yeah because yeah, a gallery owner or director is not going to be insulted or put off by anybody who goes up to them during an opening and says hello my name is so and so i just wanted to say this is a great show yeah, exactly. and do that do that several make times those connections yeah do it for like five months go to all their shows and then when the time seems much more appropriate, you don't because going up to someone during an opening to talk about your work is not really the right time. Mm-hmm. But if you like develop a sort of rapport, one of those nods, like where you recognize somebody and you nod and nod and nod. And then at the right time, throw in, oh, I'm an artist, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm curious about this gallery's, you know, submission guidelines. Mm-hmm. Are you guys looking at work? Do you, would get you consider, in a group show. Try, and they'll say no and, and then you say well would you consider even you know just taking a peek or you know possibly for like you said a group show mm-hmm. you know because that's how most galleries test the waters with new artists absolutely that's the way it you all know? works yeah and yeah. you have to be socially present yeah. if you're it's... not 
a social person, then go to school because you're forced then to, to be, be surrounded. To, yeah, that, 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 that's actually really, really good advice. I mean, that's really, really good call on that. It, it, you know, it's never been more easier, especially right now at this day and age, to 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 get involved within working with different galleries, getting into shows, getting into group mm -hmm. shows. I mean, the way that I did it, uh, not not going to school, was just picking up magazines. Magazines like, uh, uh, back then, I think the only magazine that was out that fell into the genre that I worked in was Juxtapose. And, and, and uh, I found galleries that showed work similar to what I did, you know? Yeah, and then yeah. I would just, and then you, you hit them up by trying to get involved in their group shows. Don't try to approach them with a solo show. You know, you get you try to get involved in, uh, in the group shows, and then the, the more group shows you do, that eventually, w with one yeah. gallery or another, is going to lead into having. And a start show. off locally. But start. I, I, yeah, yeah, locally, and and this was again. The other thing too is keep in mind, man. I mean, I mean, David, I don't know where you are, uh, uh, David, out in Ireland. I don't know yeah. where you are with with uh, with showing uh, 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 in the past, but I mean, for me personally, I showed. Any fucking where I could, I showed it. And everywhere. coffee shops, I showed coffee shops, bars, bars, I showed it nightclubs, restaurants. Sure. I fucking showed all. my work anywhere I could. I would crash art fucking uh, fairs and fucking, which I'm not saying to do this, but and would hang yeah. and would, would 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 fucking bring my work with the car and just lean it up against the brick wall in front of the art yeah. fair. I, I used to sit on the street. Could, you know, I used to take a piece of plywood and sit on the street in, in in West Broadway in New York and sell tiny prints for sixty bucks. Yeah, you know, and it, at that point, sixty bucks was a lot of money for me when I was twenty three years old. Yeah, and it made me, it got me through that night. You know, so that was something. But it it was also practice. This this sort of behavior is really good practice, yeah. so that you know if if and when you do get approached by a gallery that's ready to show your work, you have, you're equipped. You yeah, got some you got some go. chops. You yeah. need some chops because once you get your foot in the door, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to stay in the door. And if you have a little bit of you know you know chutzpah already, and you're ready to show these people that you respectfully, you know, without the arrogance and without like the the expectations and entitlement yeah. don't go with any fucking entitlement because nobody owes you fucking shit to begin yeah. with like that right off the bat nobody does you don't deserve a fucking show you earn a show you, you go earn get it. Yeah, 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 and, yeah and 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 remember that every, it's a small fucking world especially the art world you know the the the, the blue chip art world is even smaller but don't worry david none of us are getting there but <laughs> um True. You know, it, it, it's a small <laughs> enough world that, you know, if you are a dick in any way and arrogant or, or conceited or anything like that, you know, it word gets around quick enough that nobody's going to touch you. But, you know, you go and you mingle and you test the waters. Mm -hmm. You see what you like. If you find a specific spot, target it mm -hmm. and get on it yeah. and and just keep making work because one thing gallery needs from every artist is the fact that they're working artists. They're making new work. They're making good new work. Yeah. That they're focused. They're original, and they're honest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because everything else, you know, you can get away with maybe one show. It's going to show through the cracks very quickly, and then you know. But as far as getting a better reputation, getting it, you know, networking for a better CV and and, and your resume, it. A lot of it is arbitrary and not entirely necessary. If you have a certain kind of passion in you, a drive, like a, a conviction and confidence, then it doesn't matter 
if you absolutely if, yeah it's, it's, it's all fucking it, 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 you know the, the, the end of the day it's just about being absolutely relentless with the work that you do and what i mean and, and being relentless with with your approach of getting your work out there now you know yeah. obviously you don't want to be fucking annoying and, and, no. and, and, and you know you know you want to be persistent that. but not annoying exactly and expect a lot of rejection i, yeah. I used to collect all my rejection letters when, yeah. I, when i was when i was uh, making submissions and i would blanket submit you know i would submit to places that i would never get a show at but i would submit anyway. because you know what it, it is like an exercise and you need to know what it feels like to get rejected the first time. You need to know what it feels like to get rejected the 30th time. You know, it's yeah. it's a lot of repeat practice. Yeah. Builds breaking. character, right? It does. It, it builds character. And you know what? Then later you earn that right to say fuck you to people about certain things. And that, that sort of arrogance doesn't have to be false. Mm-hmm. You can actually be arrogant of something because – You've been through it. You've done it. You've done the work. You've done the legwork. You've done the hard work. You've done the kind of work that people don't want to do. People just expect, give me a show. Give me an article. Give me an interview. Like all that kind of stuff. It's like, you know what? Fuck you. Do (laughs) do the fucking work. I don't care what college you went to. I don't care if you know so-and-so at whatever residency. I don't care if, if, if you got into this, you know, you know, juried exhibition, juried by... Larry, who gives a fuck? You know, <laughs> I love that guy. It's it's it the the whole connections and names and all that that game. It's really you know it's a game. Yeah, and yeah. you can play that game, and there's you know there's a fair reward from from doing it that way, and you will get in in your like I said, you get your foot in certain doors that maybe you wouldn't, mm-hmm. but uh, you know it really depends on how you're hardwired. Mm-hmm. If you, if you're easily turned off by incestuous elitist motherfuckers, don't do it. You know, if, if, <laughs> if you can deal with like that academic bureaucratic process of of being selected and writing papers and and writing proposals, and you're good at that kind of thing, then by all means, please go ahead and do it yeah. because you will. You'll get grants, you'll get residencies, you're going to get shows. You know, but. You know, it, it's also almost a full-time job. Just you're you're that you're gonna be that kind of artist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have mm-hmm. a clean shirt. You're gonna have clean fingernails, and you you might become a bore. <laughs> yeah, right. So, <laughs> so that's that. David. <laughs> David, I honestly I wish you all the luck. But you know, my, my advice is only I can I, the only advice I could give is from my own personal experience. Just hit the bricks, man. Yeah, you hit know, the get bricks you... and just do the best fucking work that you possibly can do, and it, as passionate as the work is to you, and trust and me, patient. people take fucking notice. Yeah, they will. They'll they take, take notice and they'll take advantage. So be be weary, yeah. be careful, yeah. cover your ass. Don't trust anybody right away. Don't fucking I know. <laughs> make it sound like it's a scary world, but you know you, it, it you, is. Can't, you can't trust anybody. You, it, you, and and prepare yourself for the learning curve. You yeah, know you're yeah. gonna get rejected and you're gonna make mistakes and you're gonna be disappointed. But you know persistence is really what what yeah. what gets you through it. Respect All yourself right. and respect your art, David. Yeah. All right. Now our next question, comes from a. a a Daniel Fogelsong. Wow. A, a Danish Fogelsong. Oh, awesome. Daniel Fogelsong. Where, I don't know where you're from. It's, it's quite a musical last name. 
<laughs> no pun intended. I'll focus on. Are you Danish? I don't know. It just sounds like a Danish friend's name. Um, he was curious what we think about Vero. This is a topical question because this is now coming up. Oh, in those that's a new bodies. app thing. Everybody's got it, like, uh, yeah. you know, proudly displayed. I mean, what's your opinion? Wait, let me, let's, uh, what do you think about it? It's supposed to be the next big thing. That swarm of artists are all signed up and blah, blah. I don't get it. Seems like I'm using Instagram on dial up. Just curious what your thoughts are. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, first of all, from what it seems like Vero's in beta. So there's a lot of fuck ups. I can't use it. I haven't even posted anything on it. However, I, of course, I signed up an account just so I, nobody would take my name. And so I would have my own account if it ever becomes to be something that people switch over. Look, social media is needed. It is the way that we get our shit out there as far as artists and visual artists and whatever is concerned. So yeah. I am I, I'm all for anything new being made. Uh, you know, there's a bunch of bullshit going on about this guy who started it, his sketchy past, or his family has a sketchy past. Who the fuck knows? Who cares? Uh, 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 but... There needs to be, you know, there's always going to be something new. So it's like you just grab the fucking reins and and and, and if it's something that uh, takes off, well, then you already get your count and you're fucking ready to take the ride with it and all that stuff. But anyways, again, social media is so important. I would not be where I am today as much as I fucking despise it uh, uh, with a passion, um, with just the fucking garbage that's out there with it. Uh, I still love it because I wouldn't be where I am today without being able to connect to people with uh, the work that I do and so forth and so forth. So I'm all for a, a new platform, you know, whatever. Good. I think it's total bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I think it's, again, like I feel like you've been down this road before with yeah, but... new social media platforms. And yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody who's signing up for it is, is like bullshit and like stupid for doing it. My, this is my reaction. This is my personal opinion. It's like, you know what? It's 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 another it's it's another fucking one and and yeah people are upset with the new algorithms of Instagram and and the advertising but guess what they're all gonna fucking oh, go down that road and I don't understand the point it's like you already got something going you already got the followers your friends you got you you like if you don't like it then get the fuck off all social medias because they're all the same thing it's all the same thing. There's no reason why anybody creates. There's no reason anybody creates one of these apps without a means to the end, of and the course. means to the end is to make money off of it. So it is going to turn into exactly what you're complaining about. Instagram and Facebook are. It's all the same shit. Absolutely. If you're so against the thing and you just want, I mean, what what do you want social media for then? What is it for if not for that? Mm -hmm. You know. If not for all the shit that you hate, because you think you love everybody, you think you you agree with everything that everyone that you're friends with says in yeah. the world. No, you disagree with a lot of people you're even close with. I get into fucking fisticuffs with some of my closest friends because I disagree with their point of view. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what yeah, social yeah, media yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't want a blank, sterile room where everybody just puts up their pictures and says – this is nothing to do with, you know, the the you know the capitalist war machine. Like, you know what? You got to get off social media completely if you want to get away from all of it, the I garbage. Agree. It's I, it, I agree. 
I don't want to start. It's it seems like starting over with a whole new account and pictures and blah blah. It's like some people who are addicted to the beginning parts of relationships where everyone's in love and everything's gorgeous and we're going to be in love forever and it's a romance and it's a fairy tale. But you know what? It, it wears off and I don't want to fucking start sifting through people again. I don't want to spend my time on social media doing anything but what it is I I need to do. And I'm I'm over it, man. We've been through this uh, already. You know, I miss Friendster. You know, well, I just old want old man my, Hawkbomb. I just <laughs> want my Friendster account back. I know. Well, that's you know? what I'm saying, though. But that, that's what I'm saying. But, the same thing with but, MySpace and all these other things. The, the, all, I just look at it as this, man. Sign up, have have your fucking account. That way, if it does become something, you got a fucking account. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like I know, sure. You know, to protect that's, your that's, game, blah blah blah. Yeah. That's why I have a LinkedIn account. And and what the fuck? I don't, I don't even understand what the fuck LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Somebody... Like, oh, oh, Larry wants to connect with you on LinkedIn. I'm like, Larry, I don't. <laughs> this Larry again. So well, Larry, Larry is not what he seems to think. I'm fuck? gonna help him get a job. Does Larry think that because now we're connecting and connected on LinkedIn, it's like, a, oh, I'm a good reference for Larry? LinkedIn, yo, check in, fuck in, in out, suck a dick. I don't want any more sign ups of anything. If you want to see me, go to davidhockbaum.com. Go to my fucking website. Well, that's then, the end of the day. Stuff. That's where it's and at. Then, and that social media, all the other stuff, if I want to look at your scrambled eggs, I'll go to Instagram. If I want to look at some fucking bullshit news feed, I'll go to Facebook. And what's the new one for? If I want to go and be bored out of my fucking mind? <laughs> because everybody, it, it's like the cool table. Is there a new cool table in the lunchroom? Where we, oh, let's go all sit over here. No, I'm saying that this fucking old table, this piece of shit table... It's close to the back. Fucking, it's got a napkin under the leg. Yeah. It's all I got. Fucked a, up. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, I got a nice view from here. It's familiar. Yeah, you know, it's close to the exit. Yeah, yeah. I'm I just like, <laughs> Jesus. This is my opinion. Aren't you happy, you ass, Daniel? <laughs> it's like Daniel. You know, my opinion is that it's it's more the same shit. And depending where you are in life, what level stage I, you're I agree. I it's agree. It's exciting. To, to do something new and, and to have your hopes of a new social platform for people to show, to do what? To show your art, to show your music, to show your tits. What is it for? Yeah, What's yeah, the purpose? Yeah. What is the fucking point? Yeah. You got how many apps do you fucking need mm -hmm. to do nothing on? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, one more and I'm signing up because I don't want to lose my name. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if I let. There's the David Hockbaum in Chicago. You know, uh, I, he's into sports. Mm -hmm. That's all I know. Let him have it. He could have it. Yeah, he could have that. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> I'll always be David M. Hockbaum. Oh, and if there's a David M. Hockbaum, then I'll be David M. Hockbaum artist. Okay. Otherwise, I'll be fucking ball smack McSmutty fuck. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Because nobody's going official. Who cares? Yeah, David Hockbaum. Because if I'm good enough, it doesn't matter what my name is or where I am anyway, and I don't need any of it anyway, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The last thing I need to do is accost more of my friends with more links to where they could buy my work. People are sick of it, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I think that covers Q&A for now, you know? Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Daniel, uh, and thank you, David. Daniel and David, uh, double Ds, from the double Ds to these double Ds, thank you for writing in. Really appreciate it. Ds. Um... I also want to give a quick shout out um, here to uh, Julie Takas. Taka. Takas. Oh, was, was Taka. that that beautiful email? Takas. Takas. How bad am I saying your name? 
What's with you people and your crazy names? No, Julie is actually somebody I met years ago. Well, you met her as well. That was a beautiful email. Yeah. She just wrote us a beautiful email. And um, I just want to give her a shout out saying, hello, what's up? And thanks yeah. for uh, writing and being. Thank you, Julie. That was very, very sweet. 